Gemara Hagiga Daftet. Our second has been dedicated anonymous leaf for that Slahan Ali Hutamim, for Yaakov Israel, Ben Frida Sipora, and Sarah Batsimha. Haim Yarihu, Shanim Yarihu, Batov, Amen. We begin today's daf on Tet Amud Rishon, and we are up to the Mishnah. Matniti Mishelo Hag, the Yom Tovarishon Shel Hag. So he didn't bring the Hagiga. On the first day of the Hag, there's a mitzvah, the Hag Botem Oto Hag. There's a mitzvah to bring Korban Hagiga. It's called Shalmei Hagiga. On the first day of any Yom Tov. I mean, of the Regalim, let's say. So let's say he didn't bring it on the first day. Hogeg et kol regel. He can bring it on the subsequent days of the regel. Yom Tov Aharon Shel Hag. Including the last day of the Hag. Which is Shemini Hag Atzeret. The Tzahidush. Even though Shemini Atzeret is really different and the other days. And we learned Pazed Kashev. There's like actually six different items that are different, Legabe, Shemini Atzeret, and Sukkot. But still, Legabe, Hagiga, you can make it up on the last day. Avara Regel, but once the Regel passed, Velo Hag, and he didn't bring the Hagiga, Eno This is a way of the Mishnah saying, you missed it. You're not obligated to bring it anymore, which means you can't bring it anymore. Azen Ne'emar, Certain things are not fixable. This is one of them. Something that's crooked cannot be straight. They're assuming that this is like a crooked guy. He missed it. And therefore, he can't rectify it. What's another example of a me'uvat that cannot be fixed? A person went with a lady that he's not allowed to be with, and he created a mamzer. Even if he makes teshuvah, you really can't erase the sin completely because the mamzer is still there. The evidence is still there. So therefore, that's a type of me'uvah, uh, type of crookedness that it's really hard to rectify it completely. Im tomar, maybe you'll say, begonev begozel. Maybe a ganav, a gazlan that stole money. No, yachodu lahazirov yitaken. They can rectify it by returning the money, but you can't return the mamzer. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer, en kurin me'uvat ela lemishayam metukan betechila venetavet. When you call something a me'uvat, that means it was straight initially. And therefore it went, it went, it went crooked. So who's a straight guy that went crooked? That is poresh Torah. So he was straight and he became a me'uvat. That's the, uh, that's the Mishnah. Okay, now let's go to the Gemara. Gemara, how do you know that you can bring the Hagiga even on Shemini Atzeret? Meaning the Hagiga of Sukkot to bring on Shemini Atzeret. The Gemara is going to bring two sources. Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Mishum Rabbi Yishmael. So Rabbi Yohanan said, Ne'emar Atzeret Bashivi'i. By the Shivi'i um, Pesach. By Pesach, it uses the word Atzeret. Meaning it calls the last day of, of, of Pesach. Obviously, the eighth day of Sukkot is also called Atzeret. So now we're going to make a Gezera Shavah Atzeret. Just like everybody agrees, you could bring, not everybody, but uh, just like you can bring the Kagiga uh, on the seventh day of Pesach. If you didn't bring it on the first day, and it's called Atzeret, so too Afghan the Tashlumin. 
So to here, you can bring the Korban Hagiga of Sukkot and Atzeret. You got the Gezerah, Shabbat? Atzeret, Atzeret. He brings two Hagigot that day? Because he has, for, has to bring Fushmi Atzeret also? No, I don't think he has a... The Korbanot Sibur change. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he has to bring a separate Hagigah. So no, he has to bring one Hagigah. That's it, the Mecca. So, so if, he, if he gets a kill, he can get credit for that Hagigah on the last day. That's the big hadush. And, and he ends then, but, but he doesn't have to bring one for Sabbath. You're testing me on that. I, 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 I checked the Rambam on that. I, I, that's, not, that's not the Sugiah here. Well, he has to bring one for Shemirat Sedet. He's not going to uh, fulfill his obligation for sure with the Sukkot one for Shemirat Sedet one, if it's a separate obligation. He might have bring two. The point is, the Gemara now says Mufne. Now, we have a rule that whenever you're making Gezerot Shavot, uh, if you can. Uh, Break the logic of the Gezerah Shabbat, we'll break it, unless you could show that the word that you're using is totally extra. If it's totally extra, so then the Gezerah Shabbat even overrides the refutation. Understand? So not every time you make Gezerah Shabbat is the, is, the, uh, is the connection or is the comparison sound. He said, what do you mean? You're comparing Pesach to Shavuot to, to, to Shemini Atzeret? Maybe it's different, and it is different, by the way. But since the Atzeret that's written by Pesach is extra, you don't need that word. So the fact that it's extra says, we're going to make the Gezerah Shavah, albeit, albeit the differences between the two cases. You have to say it's Mufneh. The love Mufneh, because if it wasn't available, if it wasn't extra, we can actually uh, break the logic. What's the why? Which means, I understand why you can bring the Hagigah of Pesach on the seventh day of Pesach, because it's still the same day of Pesach, it's the same holiday. The same, nothing different than the seventh day and then the first days. It's a holiday of its own. The great six things. So the, without this Gezerah Shavah being extra, I right away would have said no comparison between what you could do on the seventh day of Pesach to the eighth day of Sukkot. The Gemara says, "Le'ayeh." In truth, be'emet le'ayeh. Be'emet. Afnuye mufne. Actually, the word is extra. Meaning, the atzeret by Pesah mechdi. My atzeret. What's the word atzeret mean, by the way? Let's get into the to the to the explanation. Atzor basiat melacha. It's basically telling you on the seventh day of Pesah, no work, which is true. It's yom tov. But haketiv lo ta'asu melacha. We know they can't work. It says beferush lo ta'asu melacha. Beautiful. That's the opinion of the Amora, the Muhanan. That's his opinion, how he learns that you can bring the Hagigah of Sukkot on Shemini Atzeret. The Gebra says, it's not only the uh, Muhanan's uh, opinion, but there's Tanaim that also have an opinion on this. They weighed in. Betana, mighty Lamaha. The Tana, as opposed to the Amora, is learning it from here. Same result, different source. What are we trying to prove, Rabotai? How do you know you could bring the Hagigah of Sukkot on Shemini Atzeret? Netanya. V'hagotem oto, hagla Hashem, shiv'at yamim. So it says you'll bring the Hagigah seven days. Now we know you don't have to bring it for seven days. Ya'chod, ye'chogeg, v'odeh kot shiv'ah. You think you have to bring the Hagigah all seven days? Tamudamar oto. V'hagotem oto. So oto is... Singular. Beautiful. So you have to bring it on the first day. So then what does it say? Shiva then? Imken, lamma ne'emar shiva. 
Ah, the Gemara answers the Tashlumin. Beautiful. So that, that, that just teaches us seven days. They have seven days to bring it for Tashlumin. Uminayin shimlo chag yom tova rishon shalag shogeng wolech et kol ha-regel v'yom tova haron is included. How do you know you can even bring it on? Shemini atzeret. Tamur dobar b'chodesh ha-shevi'i tahogu oto. Oh, says, b'chodesh ha-shevi'i, you can bring the Hagigah in the seventh month. Doesn't say only the seven days of Sukkot. Sounds like you can bring it in the seventh month. Seventh month. The Gemara says, "Ibe Chodesh Shavuot, Yachoni Yachogeg Vodech, Kol Chodesh Chulo." You think you could bring the Hagigah? Exactly. After Sukkot, the whole month. No, Tamur Damar Oto. Back to the Oto. Oto tells us one day. Oto Ata Chogeg Vita Chogeg Chutzalo, which means the Chodesh Shavuot comes to add one more day. Barat the whole month. One more day. What is that? One more day. So either we learn it from uh, the first derashav atzeret atzeret from Pesach, or we learn it from v'hagotem oto shivat yamim, and then b'chodesh shivit tahagoto. That's how you know you could do it. My tashlumin. This we did on that bit, if you remember. What is tashlumin? Meaning, what's the mechanics of this tashlumin? It's two ways. Rabbi Yochanan amat tashlumin derishon. When you're bringing it on day two, it's the makeup for what you were obligated on day one. When you're bringing it on day four, it's the makeup for what you were obligated on day one. The obligation is day one. That's what the obligation is. What's the other side? Each day has its own obligation. If you didn't bring it on day one, forget about day one. Day one's in the bank already. Day two has its own obligation. If you didn't bring it on day one. If you didn't bring it on day two, day three has its own obligation. If you didn't bring it on day two. Therefore, each day is a tashlumin for the day before. Okay, sounds like semantics. So the Gebarah says, my benayu. Very good, what's the difference? The Gebarah gives a beautiful nafkami now. Amar, Rabbi Zera, higer b'yom rishon, v'rit pashet b'yom shini, ika benayu. Which means, let's say somebody was exempt on day one. Let's say a higer, as we learned a higer as a handicap exemption. So therefore, so therefore, on day one, he, the obligation never, never fell on him. If you say Tashlumin the Yom Rishon, once you're exempt on day one, that's it, you're exempt the whole holiday. My Sheikh, if you say each day is its own Hayyuv, if you didn't do it the day before, so therefore, what do I care for his Hayyuv on Yom Rishon? Yom Shani is its regular new obligation. Therefore, he'll bring it on that day. Rabbi Yohanan Amar Tashlumin the Rishon. Yomara speaks it out. Since it's Tashlumin the Rishon, Kevan de lo Hazeh Barishon, lo Hazeh Besheni. The obligation hits and is activated on day one. That's the main day. Beautiful. Now the Gemara, this is the sticky part of the Gemara today, Rabotai. This is the, till now was the easy part. Now we have to uh, pay attention. What is the Yohanan telling us over here? The Yohanan is telling us that what? That the obligation <laughs> is Tashlumin Lirishon. And therefore, since you don't have an obligation on the Shon, so there, of course he's a Hager, so therefore, if you're not obligated on day one, you cannot bring this uh, uh, Qurban later on. So the Gabbara is going to question, does indeed Rabbi Hanan hold that Sevarab? Let's read the uh, Rashi. Uh, I'm just reading the Rashi with Rabbi Hanan. I'm going to read it for a second. Alma, Afagab de Londir Ele Qurban, Yeshlo. Tashlumin. That's where you're going to be the whole thing. So, I'm sorry, not that one. The one before. Um, uh, fine. Okay, fine. 
So the Gemara says, Amar Yohanan, we didn't get to it. Haki Amar Haskiyah. Now let me give you an introduction. We're talking about over here a Nazir. Okay, Nazir. So it makes it a Zirut Let's say in the middle of the counting, it became a Tameh. So now he has to stop and count seven days. If he counts seven days, they sprinkle him, of course, because he's Tamehmet, and then he brings Korbanot, and then he starts to count over again. Now, let's say after he counted the seven days, at some point he became Tameh again, before he brought the Korbanot. So now the question is going to be, so he's got to count seven again. After the second seven, he's going to have to bring one set of korbanot to kill both tumot, or he's going to have to bring two sets. That's going to be the she'ela, and the question is going to be, well, it depends. If he already was obligated in the korbanot of the first set, then he has to bring it, and then he has to bring it on the new. But if the tum'ah came, the second tum'ah, before the obligation to bring the korbanot in the first set came, so he's not going to be obligated. The question is, what is that time? That's going to be the she'ela. When, when, when is the hayyuv of the first hit? But the, 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 the logic is going to be, again, if he's hayav in the first one already, and then he became tamir a second time, so now well, you, can't, you can't fulfill uh, uh, one set of korbanot, uh, you became tamir two times, you're obligated twice. So Gibraltar says, Haskiah says, Nitma bayom, mevi. What is nitma bayom? The eighth day. He counted the seven days. Now, all of a sudden, on the eighth day, we was hayav to bring korbanot. That's when he brings it on the eighth day. So, and he became tamir that day. So now he has to start another seven. But he has to bring already two sets of korbanot. However, balayla enomevi. Balayla on the seventh night, which is the night of the eighth. Right? The night before the eighth day. That's called the seventh. Not balayla. The night before the eighth. The night before the eighth. Right. No, but it's but like a bit korban. It's not going to be the same day. Like a bit korban, you came in a korban at night. So therefore, since he became night, but, no, but not, it just says balayla. I'm telling you what balayla is. Balayla means we call it lel shemini. Okay. Night. Yeah. Yeah. So seventh at night, which is the night of the eighth. Right. Monday night is Tuesday. The point is, and Tuesday is the 8th. The point is, since at night, Hanskiah says you can't bring korbanot, so your second tum'ah came before the hayyuv of the first. And therefore, you'll only bring one after you finish these seven days, the second seven days. That's Hanskiah, which makes sense. Rabbi Hanan comes along and says, Oh, even if it became Tameh Balayla, Mevi, even though there is no Hayyuv to bring the Korban. So therefore, back to, back to Hagiga, even though there's no Hayyuv on the first day, because he was a Hayyuv, what's the difference? The Kaurai should be Hayyuv. Just like the Biyohanan over here is Mehayyuv, a second set of Korban, even though he wasn't Hayyuv yet. So the Gibra says, Amar Birmiyah, nice try, but it's not an exactly analogous. Shani Tum'ah, the Yesh la Tashlumin Bepesach Sheni. Tum'ah is different. Tum'ah we see has Tashlumin. That even though somebody was Tameh on Pesach Rishon, that means he was not fit, he still can bring Pesach Sheni. So you're right, it breaks that rule of Rabbi Yohanan, but that's, that's a Tum'ah rule. 
So in Nazir, where we're talking about Tum'ah, Tum'ah, you don't have to be fit. And still you'll be Hayab. And therefore, because we found Tashlumin by Pesach Shini. What's the, what's the logic of Pesach Shini? Has it worked? According to this opinion, at least. Unfit on Pesach Rishon, but you still bring a Tashlumin. So then we can apply that logic by Tum'ah. You know, even though he was unfit to bring the Korban at night, but therefore, we can make a Tashlumin for that one also. But Hagigah, that's not a Tum'ah issue. Then we're going to follow the regular rules. Tashlumin did he show, and therefore... That's right. That's right. That's right. That's why he said he did. Exactly. 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 Tum'ah might be something different, according to this logic. The Gibbara says, wait, you assume that that's the reason how Pesach Shini works. That you are unfit on Rishon, so it's coming as an obligation of Rishon. Pesach Shini is, I, I would learn, by the way, even without this, that's the way I would learn it, somebody would ask me. Your obligation is really coming from Pesach Rishon. But since you couldn't fulfill the Pesach Rishon obligation, you do it later. But it's coming really from Pesach Rishon. Yabrasu said, but keep that papa. Hani Khalemandamar. Kotlemandamar that says what? Pesach Shini Tashlumin Dirishon. If you say Pesach Shini is Tashlumin Dirishon, then you answer the Buhanan very good. Because you can say, by Tum'ah, even though you are in Hayab in Dirishon, you can fulfill your obligation in the Shini. And that's why the Nazir, even though he was in Hayab at night, he can bring his Qurban, he has to be a, a separate set of Qurbanot. Masha Ekin Hagiga. It's not a Tumah issue. Therefore, if you're not Hayab on Rishon, you will not be able to bring on the subsequent days. If you learn Pesach Shini like that. But not everybody learns Pesach Shini like that. But if you learn, it's not working like that. Shini is its own holiday. There's two holidays. You bring either on Pesach Rishon, and whoever to bring on Pesach Rishon gets to celebrate and commemorate Pesach Shini. It's not coming because of Pesach Rishon. It's coming from its own Obligation for those that did not bring. So then we have no ra'ayah that Tum'ah works any different. Because that's not the get. The reason why Pesach Shini has this a, a, a makeup is not because it's the makeup of Rishon. So Pesach Shini off the table. Now we're asking the question back from Nazir. Let's review the question. You, Rabbi Yohanan, just told me that since you're not obligated on Rishon for Hagigah, you cannot fulfill your obligation in subsequent days. But when it came to Nazir, you were not obligated at night to bring the Qurban. And still you said, you already have to bring two sets of Qurbanot. Even though the Chawra, at the time that you became Tamir, the second time, the Chayu of the first did not come on you. The Torah says, no, Then we have another way. Easy answer. Laila, you're right. You can't bring a Qurban at night. But what is Laila? We're talking about the Laila of the eighth. So all you're missing over here is what? Some time. So therefore, we don't call that Mehusar Zman. We don't call that that it's uh, bringing the Korban you know, out of its time. The time is there. It's just a technical point. The time is it's the eighth day. It's the eighth day already. Once the eighth day comes, the Hayyub of Korban is on you. I. So why aren't you bringing it? Technical point. I can't bring it at night. Okay, that's the that's side point. But there's a hayub on the guy. And we, we don't consider, as opposed to if it was the sixth night, uh, that's, not, uh, that's not considered a hayub. But the eighth night, we're already uh, holding by that. I, it's Laila. That's not considered a hayub. Don't ask me a question. The hayub is on you. The hayub is on you. The hayub has no hayub. 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 The guy himself is no hayub. 
So therefore, if you're not chayav on the first day, you came on the second day. This guy who became Tamir, and he counted seven days, and now it's the night of the eighth. Once the night of the eighth comes, he's chayav the korban. Okay, I have the question. So bring it. It's a side point. You can't bring it because of a technical issue. Like a bear, better than that's closed. What am I going to do? I will bring it. I will bring it. Closed. You can't bring it. So therefore, he's hayav. So therefore, that's why he can has to bring two sets of korbanot because the chiyuv came on him already. So the Gemara says, "Wait, wait. You're telling me that Rabbi Hanan holds laida lab mechusar zman." Let me just give you the the, the start of this Gemara. The Gemara now is going to show you that Rabbi Hanan actually says. That Laila is Mechusar's man. That you can't bring Kurban on at night, and therefore the Hayyub is not on you. And the Gemara is going to show you where he actually says it. And the Gemara is going to answer. Yeah, he was saying it, but he doesn't hold it. He was saying that in somebody else's opinion, but he himself doesn't hold it. So therefore, that, that's the way we're going to get out of it. Just so you know what's coming up. Okay, now we're getting into what? Zabs. You have a Zab. Master Zav, a guy that has a, an emission. Okay, first seeing, we call that Balkiri. The first seeing of a Zav is nothing. It's not nothing, it's Balkiri, but in the regular Tum'ah, let me go to McVeigh he's okay. Second seeing already, either on the same day or the next day, now already he's got to do seven days. Got to ready a serious service. Twice. Twice turns him into Zav. Three times? Nah, exactly. Three times, not only seven days, but you also need korbanot. Fine. So now we're going to discuss uh, somebody that saw uh, zavut subsequent times. The guy was a uh, was a zav. Okay. Now he's got to count the seven days. So what happened? Same story. The night of the seventh, he saw once. Ushtayim bayom. The next day he saw another two. Mevi shtayim. He has to bring how many korbanot? Two. Sorry, mevi. He has to bring what? He has to bring korbanot. Look at Rashi in that, please. Ve'amar Rabbi Yochanan. Ra'a achat balayla. Zav. Gorgeous. He counted the seven days. Zav. He went to the mikveh. He did all the good things he's supposed to do. All he's missing is what? Korban. What is the Korban brought? The next day. The eighth day. The guy saw one time at night before he brought the Korban. And then two times the next day. What is he? Maybe. Maybe. Very good. Very good. Why? He asked me two Korbanot. One for the first one, one for the second. Because he saw already the next day. So in the day already, he was Hayav in Korban. So since he was Hayav in Korban for the first one, and now he saw three, because the night before, and today, the night before is Mistaref, we'll see, to the two that he saw during the day. So that's a separate Hayuf. Okay, why? When does the Hiyuf Korban come? At the second scene. The second scene came when? After the morning, where he was already Hayab in the Korban for the first one. So therefore, the logic says, understandable. That, nobody can argue on that. The guy saw at night. Okay, that one is about Katie. Don't, don't, don't worry about that one. 
But if there's another one that's going to be seen, it turns him into a, from a Baal to a Zav. When did he get that Zavut? The next day. Hold it. Once the morning came, the next day, the Hayyuv of the first Zavut's Korban hit. So now that he saw two more, now he's got to count another seven and bring an additional Korban as well. Oh, so now that she's fixing a problem, that the Gemara will deal with in a second. The Gemara's fixing a problem and say, hey, listen, Rabotai, the first seeing was at night. Even though at night there's no Hayyub of Korban, so you really mean Mitzaref night items? That's not an issue. Don't worry about that. Why? Also, by the way, it was, it was enough of a problem that Hachamim had to deal with this. But Rabbi Yosef answered it. What did he say? Right, which means the first one is not called Zav. So therefore, it's not with Mestarefing a Zav seeing that was done at night. The first one is called Baal Keri. Once you see the second one, that's when it becomes Zav. So therefore, and the second one was already in the day. So when he became a Zav, he already became a Zav after the Hayyuv of the first Zavut. Oh, so he too. That over here by the Nazir. That even though the Re'iya, or the, uh, the Tum'ah, or the Iyari Shona actually, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about uh, the Keri. Betoch Korban Rishon, Ki Adar, Hazik Yomar, Mistafir Badar. Exactly, it's Baizav. Sorry, it's Baizav that she's still talking about. Very good. So it's Mistaref. So let's read inside again. The Amar of Yohanan, Ra'a Ahad Balayla. Get the case, gentlemen. This is talking about where he was a Zav already. He counted seven days. Went to the mikveh. All he's missing is what? Korbanot. That night, here we go again. He saw one. Next day he saw two. Nobody argues he's definitely a Zav at this point. Question is, and he has to count seven new days. Question is, at the end of the second seven, how many sets of Korbanot is he going to bring? Rabbi Yohanan says he's got to bring two. Why? Because he became a Zav already after the Hayyub of the first Korbanot were on him. However, but if he saw two at night, which makes him a zav at night, he didn't get out of the first one yet, because the chayyuv of korban did not hit yet. Meaning, he'll only bring one. Hold it. Hold it. If you tell me, Rabbi Yochanan, you just told me, Laila, Eno Mechusar Zman. So therefore, the Ka'ura, once the night came, your chayyuv of the first korban zav, is on him. So therefore, even if he sees two at night, he should be Hayab already for this first one and the second one. And the Gibra is, the Isal Kadada Kasabad of Yohanan Laila Enu Mehusarzman. Afilushtayim Balaila, Mehad Bayomivi. That's the question. Which means, I have no problem with Yohanan. You can hold whatever you want, but you can't contradict yourself. You want to hold Laila Enu Mehusarzman? No problem. But be consistent. By Zad, you didn't say that. By Zav, you counted your seven days. Now it's Laila. Now, if you hold, already the Hayyuv of Korban is on you for the first one at night. Right, now you saw two more. It's a new Hayyuv. But it doesn't say that. 
He says, since he saw the two at night, and you didn't finish the first zavut, why didn't I finish it? Because the light of the Therefore, the chayyuv korban did not come on you. So therefore, you only bring one. The chayyuv it is a seti. Very good, Ra. The Gebra says, Ki kamar, Rabbi Yohanan, ha'omer laylo mechusar zeman. Right. I, I'm not talking to me. I, I hold Laila in a mechusar zeman. I, this whole story, I was explaining the rabbi that holds mechusar zeman, what comes out. I, I was working it out for the rabbi that I don't agree with. I mean, if you hold Laila mechusar zeman, that's what's going to come out. But I don't know like that. So the Gebra says, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The Devra made Peshita. What do you mean? It's Peshut. You want to tell me, if you want to tell me, it's your Shita. Okay, that's a Hadush. You tell me what you hold. That Laila is considered Mechusar Zaman. Anytime a rabbi gives me his Shita, okay, so then uh, that's a Hadush in itself. But you, you explain me what? According to the other rabbi, this will, will come out. Of course, do the math. Of course, it's going to come out like that. If you hold Laila's Mechusar Zeman, so therefore, when you saw, when the guy saw two at night, you did not come on him, so therefore he's patooed from a korban. So therefore, what did he tell me? Pshita. He goes, no, it's not Pshita. By the way, it's not Pshita. Shtayim bayom v'achad balayla itztirichale. The case, the first case is the Hidush, where you saw two by day and one by night. Salka d'lachamina ke'at kafta d'rav shisha b'd'rav idi. Kamashwan k'rav Yosef. Let's review the first case. What was the first case? You saw one at night and two in the day. And that, that case needs to be massaged a little. Because if you hold Laila Mechusar Zeman, Laila Mechusar Zeman, because we're going according to the opinion that says Laila Mechusar Zeman. Correct? And therefore what? You saw one at night. Now, by the way, that one at night... Makes a mazab for korban, by the way. The only time you bring korban is when you see three times. Now, it's true he saw two in the day. But what makes him a chayuf korban guy? The one that he saw the night before. So you could have argued that Laila is mechusar zeman, and it was since one of the three was not uh, uh, past the first chayuf, because maybe you don't count that as a separate uh, seeing. I, I can hear that logic. Maybe all three have to be after. He, he being mistaref, by the way. He being one within the time and two without. So what's the logic we're saying? It's mistaref, because the main, the main two is after. Okay, but the first, by the way, two is not enough to bring a Qurban. You need three. So and that was, by the way, the atkafta, the question of Rav Shisha in Masichet Kiritut. When the sugya came down, he asked that question. That, what do you mean? Even if you hold, or if you hold, or because you're Laila Mechusar's man, even one at night and two in the day should not cause you to bring a separate Qurban. Because bottom line, the first seeing was at a time where you cannot bring the first Qurban. So therefore, you did not yet finish your first seeing yet. So therefore, you should not have to bring a separate uh, Qurban. That was Abshisha's question. And that's why Rabbi Yohanan said, nah, you're going to bring two. Why? Like Rabbi Yosef answered. And Rabbi Yosef, she told us that the first seeing is really not called Zav yet. The first seeing is called Kedi. And when does Zav really start? The next day. 
So therefore, I could mistaref uh, the keris seeing to the two of the zav the next day. It's not considered that you saw zav at the time where you were uh, 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 not obligated yet to bring a korban. No, you saw zav at the time you were obligated already. <coughs> why? Because the zav part of it didn't come until the, the next day. And that's why that's a hadush. That is a hadush. So therefore, don't tell me... Really, Rabbi Yohanan holds Laila eno mechosar And that's why the Nazir, when the Nazir saw, uh, became Tameh at night, since it's eno mechosar zeman, therefore he has to bring two sets of korbanot. And don't ask me a question, oh, he wasn't Hayab, so how can the Tashtumin, the Yom Rishon, how come the Higet doesn't bring, he wasn't Hayab? Hold on, hold on. This guy was Hayab, that guy is not Hayab. The Nazir was Hayab. Why? Because So therefore, the hayyub of the first tumah came on him already. Therefore, when he came to me again, he has to bring again. I again, he wasn't hayyab the first day. I the buhanav, but you took by zav, and it sounds like by zav you hold laila is mechosar zeman. That's the shitat. Other shitot, not not my shitat. Okay, Rabbi that is the that's the short of it. Avara regel velo hag eno hayyab baharito. Okay, now take a break. The holiday passed, you didn't bring the korban. That's it, you're off the hook. More, more than that, you're off the hook. You missed it, you blew it. Barhehe. Those four says, why they call him Barhehe? He must have been a convert. And when the converts used to call him Ben Avraham Sarah, that the hairs were added to their names. Avraham became Avraham, and Sarai became Sarah. So that's Hehe because of the Ben Gerim. And when Ben Bagba came along, Hehe he was taken, so they called him Bag, which is also Hehe. Ben Gima, so the same thing. Bag Bag is like Hehe, he, but they could have called him Ben Dada, but that's. Okay. Did he mean that? Okay, so now, Amale Bar Hehe, Lehelel. Okay, so he told the Lel. Hi, Lehimanot. So it says, Vehesron, no Yuchal Lehimanot. Now, what does that mean? Something that's missing cannot be counted. So the Gemara says, wait, usually the word haser, the opposite of haser is male. Correct? When, when, you, when you're giving opposites, male haser. It's not haser counting, that's not the right word. So the Gemara says, lihimalot you know, If something is, if, if, the, if the jar is empty, it's not full. Not if the jar is empty, it's not counted. So the Gemara says, no, there's a different shot in the Pasuk. Ela, we saw this in Gemara Berachot, Zeh sheminu haverav edvar mitzvah, v'ulo nimna imahen. The guy, his friends told him, listen, we're going to bake matzot. We're going to do a big mitzvah. We're going to do a mitzvah. And what happened? Pass. I'm out. So Hasron. Hasron. He's missing from the group. He can't be counted. Which means, what does it mean can't be counted? Obviously he can't be counted. He didn't go. Shot is like this. Nobody ended up going. But they're going to get credit because they were planning on going. He cannot be counted. So they'll be counted as if what? They got credit in the mitzvah. But since he told them from the beginning, I'm out. So then they'll come along and say, what's the difference? You didn't go, I didn't go. No, no, no. We went. Virtually we went because Ajib gives us credit. You understand? Otherwise, ask yourself a question. If, if the guys went and you didn't go with them, you can't be counted. No, I thought I can be counted. 
you didn't go. Why, why, why should I count you? So that's my way of reconciling you. And the state have to answer that. But so it's to be a hadush. Or you could say, or you could say, the guy will say like this, you didn't need me anyway. Which means, there's 10 guys, 20 guys went on the matzah baking. Everybody has a job. So you say, you don't need me. You don't need me. So therefore, what's the difference if I go, I don't go? So he says, no. Even though you weren't needed, but if you went with the group, you get credit. Even though they didn't need even you. Even though they didn't need you. Right. But you stayed home. Oh, you stayed home and get nothing. So even though you'll say, by the way, I was just as productive staying home than if I went. If I went, I would have done nothing. I stayed home and did nothing. Might as well stay home and do nothing. No, no. Stay home and do nothing. You're not part of the group. The group did it, so therefore you get credit with the group. So that's the Hadush. That happens a lot. Sometimes you, you, you participate, and it's others, and uh, you know, we don't know. Okay, I'm here. I'm here for the, I came for the ride. Okay. By the way, here for the ride is a big deal because you're part of the Hamra. So they were there fulfilling your obligation to, but as long as you're, you're part of it. But once you don't show up, you cannot be counted. Okay. Okay. If you did it by mistake, a tefillah, you have a tashlumin. But if you mevatel, bemezid, is no tashlumin. So that's a me'uvat no yuchal netko. Certain things, that's it, there's no uh, makeup. Ve'asron no yuchal himanot, ze shimnu chabirav ledbar mitzvah, v'udu nemna'im ma'im. Amale barheel ehlel, may dikhtib, ve'shavtem uritem ben tzadik l'rasha. Here they go look around, and see the difference between the tzadik and the rasha. Between the one that serves God to the one that doesn't serve God. So the Gemara says that's the same guy. The tzaddik and the rasha, the one that serves God, the one that doesn't serve God. Is that the same guy? Hainu tzaddik, hainu oved Elohim. Hainu rasha, hainu. Asher lo avado. Amar le, avado velo avado, tarvayu tzaddikim gimurenin. The second part of the basuk, the oved Elohim and the enu oved Elohim, is tzaddikim gimurim. So why is one called an Oved and one called a En Oved? So matter how many times the guy reviews his learning. Therefore, the Oved Elohim, he reviews his learning 101 times. The one who doesn't review his learning only 100 times, that's called La Asher Lo Abado. Amazing. If you look at the, um, if the, if the, the sort of the text, exactly when it says la asher lo avado, so therefore lo avado is how much lamid and ayin. First letter of the word. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Sorry. Lo avado lamid ayin and asher lo avado is one It's the one you missed. So therefore, asher lo avado is one one. So therefore the Gemara is saying, that's the difference. The Obed is uh, 101, and the Enobed. So the question obviously is over here, the what are you talking about? When I, if you would have told me the Obed reviews and the Enobed doesn't review at all, I, I stand. 101. So the Gemara first is going to ask, does it make such a difference? 
So the Gemara says, Amalek Mishum Hadzim Na Kari De Lo Abado. Come on. Amalekin. Yeah, sometimes one extra time can make all the difference in the world. Tse'ul Eh, Tse'ul Mad. Mabi Kesh. Tse'ul Mad. Mishuk Shil Hamarim. Go to the market of the, of the Hamarim. Go to, call an Uber. Asara Parse Bezuzah. The first uh, 10 miles is one Zuz. Had Asapas, once you go the 11th mile, boom, the taxi jumps two Zuzim. So that for one extra mile, makes a difference. You see, 10 Zuzim, one, 10 miles, one Zuz. You tell the guy, I need to go 11. They don't say, okay, well, it's one point. No, that's it, boom, the clock goes to two dollars. So that's the, uh, that's that. Now we explained, once this came out, the, the, I think the Baal Shem Tov, that said that the whole purpose of learning is in order to reach the Bekut with the Kadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, there's two types of guys that are learning. One guy learns, just to learn, yeah, it's exercise, finish shahs, I did it, and download. Another guy's learning in order to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the best way to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Torah. So therefore, the Pasuk is saying, Eno dome lemi shone perko mea pe'amim, le shone mea ve'ehad. Ve'ehad is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That the mea, he connects Hashem with it. That's a different learning. He's thinking about it, but the guy who's, who's just learning for the mental gymnastics of it, God's out of the equation. He's not serving God. He's serving his own intellect. But the key is this meeting is being recorded. And the Gemara says, Amar le Eliyahu, le bar hehe, v'amila le rabbi al-azal, mait dikhtiv, ine seraftich velo bekesef, behartich bekhur oni. So it says, I purified you velo bekesef, but not the way that silver is purified. Silver is purified, they put it in the kiln. However, you were chosen and became refined in the kiln of poverty. God looked for all the good measures to give Israel in order to bring them back to Teshuvah. And the best one, the best, most effective method was Aniyut. Why is that? Because obviously it makes the person humble and as a result, Causes him to make teshuvah and come closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Look at the the first wide line. Said, "Aftik v'lo bekesef, lo beesh." God does not put us in the fire. Kemoshe surfim akesef like you would purify silver beesh. Ela behartik bekud oni. Purification happens through oni, and therefore the Gemara says, "How good is it?" Amashuel v'etimad of Yosef. Hainu da'am leinche yae aniyutali hudae that aniyut. Is good or beautiful for the Jewish people. Like a red saddle on a white horse, which it stands out because it's white. And therefore, it's a, it's a, a sort of benefit. Now, obviously, we have to look at the Maharsha here just in order to see what is this benefit that Aniyut uh, uh, has for clients. So if you look at the Maharsha on Daftet, in his comments, he's going to say, uh, 
Right. If it was saying that we get purified in a different way than silver, it should say in the Pasuk, that we don't get purified like silver. Marja is asking, why does it say velo bekesef? So therefore he says, veod kasher, furthermore, the akitib hefekse, usnatib kesrofet kesef. We have another pasuk that actually says that Borelam does purify us like kesef. That's what it means. That they will become pure, but not with money. They won't have money. That's a kesef. And the opposite of the Pasuk is saying the same thing. Why is it a good midah? Why does the Pasuk refer to Anit as midah tova? What does it say about Ashirut? This week's parasha. We gave them a lot of money when they came out of Egypt. And what they ended up doing with it? The gold ended up turning into Avodah Zarah. So therefore, the Gemara is saying over here that sometimes poverty does better for the Jewish people than wealth. Hakamaru would always say, as the Pasuk says, Parashat Ekev, Pentochal Vesabarta, Ubatim Tovim Tevne, Veyashavta, Ubkarecha Vesonecha Yirbeyun, Vechesef Vesahab Yirbeylach, Vechol Asher Lecha Yirbe. And what's the end of the Pasuk? Veram Lebabecha Veshachachta Et Hashem Elohecha. So therefore, again, this is a silver lining of the White horse, red saddle. Somebody sees a white horse in a dream, ninth Perik in Berachot says, it's a good sign. But not a red horse. White always represents clean. Clean from what? Sins. Which means the oni itself is difficult, like the red. The red saddle. But it brings the person to the white horse. The red of Aniyut will bring the person to the white, meaning Libun Avonot. Like the horse. It's all Which means, what makes the white horse nice? Itself. It doesn't need any adornment to make it nice. Not the saddle that makes the the the, uh, the horse nice. The color of it itself. And therefore, all it has on it is that red saddle. That's all. It doesn't have any. You don't need to adorn it more than the basics to make the horse nice. Similarly, doesn't need the trinkets of Ashirut to make themselves beautiful. They're beautiful intrinsically, even without anything. Klaisel is beautiful on there. Own and therefore the Susati Berak Befarod is like the horse of Parod Dimitik Lighty was similar. So you have him inside Atzmam. She called Kitzvim Shalem Ayu Mashirin Lahem Kevar, which means that money that they put on it did not make the horses of Parod any more beautiful than they already were. Ela, the Oshed of Klaise did not make them beautiful. Even without anything, Klaise has intrinsic beauty. Yamaradin continues and says, uh, 
רבי שמעון בן מנשיה אומר, איזה הוא מעוות לא יוכל לתקון, מה שקצר מעוות לא יוכל לתקון, זה הבעל הערווה, הפרסום אמר בדי הערווה, and brought a ממזר into the world. Although, of course, you can make the שמעון any sin, but this is a type of sin that can never really be fully rectified because the proof is still alive. You created something that you cannot take back. Now Gemara says, holy din. Sounds like only because he went with the ervah and there was a product that was born, the mamzer. Lo, lead lo. But it sounds like if he just went, what let's say ishit ish, even though he didn't have a child from that ishit ish, that's not considered mavalu yichalit kon. Gemara says, why? They had tanya to be shown as yomer, gonev adam, if a person steals, efshar, shiyahzir. Genavu, he can return the theft. Vitaken. Gosel Adam, if a person was a gazlan, afidu shi'azir, efshar shi'azir gizalo, v'yitaken. Aval, now this is what the Gemara says, haba'al eshet ish, even if he didn't have a child, he just went with eshet ish, ve'asra le'ba'la, you did something that cannot be fixed, she cannot go back to her husband. So that's me'uvat, even if you apologize, and if you make all the teshuvah in the world, but you set something in motion that is irreversible. נתרד בין העולם. והלך לו, והלך לו. רבי שמעון יוחאי אומר, אין אומרים בקרו גמל. רבי שמעון has a different interpretation of מעוות לא יוכל לתקון. We never say, let's check the camel if it's kosher. Camel is not kosher. בקרו חזיר. You're never checking the חזיר for kosher signs because it's not kosher בכלל. אלא בקרו תלה. But, even for a korban, what would we say? Check the taleh because the sheep is kosher. So therefore, check and see if we can put it as a korban. Which means, you only check something if it's me'uvat, if it starts off good. You don't check the me'uvat if it's me'uvat already. No one's checking the camel's uh, 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 validity or haziz validity. Therefore, the Bishamon says, me'uvat is only on something that is straight initially. And what is that? Bezet amin acham shepiresh that's the Tamir Acham that was Poresh that he left the Torah. Which means, even if he came back, why is it about Lo Yuchal Let's go and he can come back. Just like he was Poresh Minat Torah, fine. What does that mean? He's stuck there forever. He can make the Shuvah and come back to the Torah. So the Benish Chai says, but all that wasted time in between, where he could have been Mehadesh Hadushim, that is lost forever. That's why it's a Mi'uvat. The loss of time, which is a lesson to everybody then. There's certain things that can never be retrieved. And therefore, those things you have to treat with the highest seriousness. Things that you can always fix, like they never say, if the barber made a mistake and cut too much, okay, it'll grow back. You don't sweat that because it's something that will fix itself. If you don't have to worry about that. But on something that you cannot retrieve, like time, that already is... That's what the Gemara is saying. רבי יהודה בן נקיש אמר, כל תמיד אחם שפירש מן התורה, אין תמיד אחם דאוז פורש מן התורה, הרב הכתוב אומר, כסיפור נודדת מן קינה, just like a bird uh, jumps from one nest to the next, כן איש נודד, ומקומסות to it's possible that a person will be moving from uh, one, one position to the next. ואומר, God says, מה מצאו עבודכם בעוול? What did my... Uh, children, or what did your father see wrong in me, God is saying, 
What was the what was the problem that they left me? Did they see any iniquity? So now we're back to the question. The question is, you told me in the Mishnah that Mi'uvalo Yuchalit Kor is only when you make a mamzer. And the Gemara is asking, even before you made the mamzer, the person made the mamzer, once already the lady becomes Asura Ba'ala, that already is Mi'uvalo Yuchalit Kor. So the Gemara is going to give a few answers. La Kashya, first answer. Kan Ba'achotopinuya, Kan Ba'eshet Ish. Which means, in the in Eshet Ish, you don't need a mamzer. Because she's forbidden. Masha'enkin, if a person, God forbid, goes with Achoto, his sister who's a Pinuya, she's not married to anybody. So therefore, the only time that's going to be a Mi'ubat if a Mamzer comes out. Achoto, Pinuya, if he went with her, no damage done to her husband, she's not married. But the damage will be if she produces something. But Eshet Ish, she don't even have to produce anything. Just the fact that he went with Eshet Ish will already osir her to Ba'alam. That's first answer. And we know the difference that if a person goes with Eshet Ish, it depends how he went with her. If he went with her, willingly consent, so then she should be in her husband. You don't need a mamzer in that case to make it a mamzer. But uh, if he went by force, she's not forbidden to the husband. So the only way it's going to be a mamzer is if a mamzer was born. So that's the case in the Mishnah. The case was That is a Me'uvad. Both cases are honest. He went with Eshet Ish be honest. But the question is, who was that lady married to? We have a law that says that Eshet Kohen, that even if Somebody went with a be'onish, she becomes forbidden to her husband. There's a stricter law by Kohanim than by Israelim. So therefore, the Hadush of here is, ha beha be'onish. The guy went with Eshet Ish both times be'onish. When it's an Eshet Israel where she can go back, then Mamzer has to be born to make it a me'uvat lo yuchal letkon. But when it's an Eshet Kohen, even without a Mamzer, since she's forbidden to go back to the husband, so then already is a me'uvat, even uh, at uh, that point. Or Yotze Uleba and Shalom. Or Yotze, guy goes out, guy's coming, the guy's all over the place. And Shalom. Now, what are we talking about? A guy leaves one situation and enters a different situation, he's not going to find Shalom. Amarav, Kevan, she Yotze Adam, Midbar Halacha, Lidbar Mikra, Shuv Enno Shalom. Guy is a posek. Studying Halacha, very good. Then he decides to change his curriculum. He starts studying Humash. You cannot posek from a Humash. The Humash is Torah Mikhtab. And therefore, he's going to dull his uh, ability to give Psaq Alakha. If he thinks that by studying Mikra, he's going to have a better, better chance, he will not. And she says, She'en midavar Mikra. You can't get Psaq Alakha from a Pasuk. You need Mishnayot, Gemara. So that's the first. He's Yotze from Halakha, and he goes to Mikra, and Shalom. Gemara gives a different interpretation. Same thing. The guy's learning Talmud, which is really the explanations of the Mishnah. Without learning Talmud, there's a lot of parts of the Mishnah that are Hasun and Mechsera, the missing words. And there's a lot of contradictions that need to be reconciled. And the Gemara says, 
oh, it's not Nabi Me'ir, it's a different rabbi, they, they reconcile the names. But if a person is going to go from studying Gemara to studying Mishnah, it's a downgrade, because he's not going to get the full, the full understanding. That she says, Mitamud Mishnah, Im Shimech Ta'achamim, which is, he learns the Talmud with Ta'achamim, Shehem Edaktekid the Ta'amish, explain the Mishnayot, Lavina Mishnayot, the Sotrot Zuitzu, sometimes it's connected to Mishnayot, Vilim Sot Ta'am Liftor, why is this Rabbi say Patur? Ol Chobar Usuleter, Sham Mishnah Zu, Karu Talmud. When you learn Mishnah like that, that's called Talmud. Talmud is basically the study of Mishnah, Be'ayun. Vim Yatsam Behen. Venatan is called the Gresata Mishnayot. You know what? I'm just going to read Mishnayot. Shuv en lo shalom bedvarona. He's not going to be able to be posek anymore. Because we that those that are posek from the Mishnah are considered the Bilae Olam She'en, Ora'a, Nechona, Bar Mishnah. As we said, many Mishnayot sometimes are sort of Mersara and so on and so forth. Last point the Gemara says Rabbi Yohanan Amara Fidu mit Talmud le Talmud. Even if you go from one Talmud to the other. Now, she says, We're talking about over here, the guy's learning one Talmud and he decides to go switch gears to a different Talmud. And Shalom. What does it mean? He's learning Yerushalmi. And then he starts to say, You know what? I'm switching to Babli. And she says, That's going to be a problem. Because to go from Yerushalmi to Babli, Yerushalmi is the easier one to learn, according to that. She, Babli is considered very difficult. And therefore, he's going to have a hard time. Rashi, afilu mit Talmud, le Talmud, mit Talmud Yerushalmi, le Talmud Babli, shu amok. It's very deep. Kedamini besanedim ha'ashakim moshibani ki mete olam, su Talmud shel Babel. Tosfot actually learns like Rashi and then says, but it can be the other way as well. That if you went from Babel, which means, according to Tosafot, master one Talmud first before you go to the other one. But if he doesn't master one style of the Tamud and then goes to the other one before he masters the first one, so he's not going to have clarity. Amen. 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 Amen.